agenda of or pertaining to the podcast where philandering angiosperms play a game of fictionary. Fictionary, you may remember, is the game where players try to guess the real definition of an obscure vocabulary word while also trying to trick the other players into guessing the fake definition of that word. And in our case, it happens of all the swearing. This is a not safe for work podcast. We'd be that way. We'd be not safe for work at you. We are not safe at you. Get it, fuckers? Caution tape. Caution tape, yeah. Uh, this podcast is a crime scene. Um, please step around the outline of the the dead body of our dignity. Um, I'm your host, Bob <laughs> Hamden, and we are on round two of the 50th anniversary of Trespass. That's the name of the game we're playing, the 50th anniversary of Trespass. Trespass. Used, we don't necessarily care. <laughs> uh, Trespass is an awesome album, <laughs> though, by Genesis that came out in 1970. It's super good, especially the song Stagnation and The Knife. You should listen to them. Uh, so uh, how are you guys doing? Good. Really good. So good. We're, we're playing here with Jenny Case. Hi, Jenny. Uh, 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 <laughs> uh, she's doing that on purpose. We're on Zoom. We are in the quarantine days and we're not around each other. We're doing this on Zoom. But I'm here. I'm actually Jenny's, here. I'm not Jenny's, on Zoom. Wait, you're where? Are you in my house? I'm or here. am I in your house? <laughs> Whose house are we in? Never. Okay. Um, I'm being a good boy and remembering to introduce you all, though. We also have Kai. Hello. And we have Liz, I guess. Dirty. <laughs> Did you say dirty? Mm. Dirty. <laughs> um, dirty. Marshall, hello. Do you think that there are people who break into homes and just infect people with COVID-19 by being near them? And it's, yeah, it's, you, it's like it's like mean. On purpose? You know? or? It's, it's, it's crime. And so it counts as something legitimately mean that you might do, but all yeah, it is is mm -hmm. you just go be a biological weapon. It's definitely yeah. assault. Yeah, I mean, there's yeah. that. There was that basketball player who was all cocky and wiped his hands all over everybody's microphones because he didn't. He was just a cocky dick about COVID, and then he came down and with COVID, and people in contact with him came down with COVID. I don't remember who it was. Wow! Oh my god! He's a hero. <laughs> Yeah, he stood. He really stood up to the new world order. Um, <laughs> so uh, um, uh, it's my round. I'm going to do a round as page master, guys. Can you dig it? It's all of our round, Bob. We dig it. <laughs> it's all that's right. You know, but I'm the one with the problem, Marshall. The problem of <laughs> never getting any points. Um, but I get a plug at the beginning because everybody gets one. Um, my plug. I'm uh, as I even. Butter now, I'm not sure exactly. Wow, that's really interesting, make. Bob. Whoa. It was. That was interesting. You're going to let her talk to you like that? <laughs> um, do you want to know what my plug is? Yeah. yeah. My, plug is, my plug is for Minnesota. Oh, isn't that a, isn't that a, a, isn't that a good plug? Oh, what Minnesota. We all, we, all, ah. we all live in Minnesota. And here's, <laughs> here's the deal. Here's why I thought I want to plug Minnesota. I mean, we all like Minnesota. Kai really hates the winters, and every winter he's like, maybe this is it. <laughs> but yeah. it never but is, is it, Kai? Well, is time, it, Kai? Keep, time keeps going faster, and so the winters don't last as long. Here's, here's the deal. So um, we're recording this in you know, June of 2020, in the, uh, still in the aftermath of the George Floyd riots that began in the city of Minneapolis, a beloved city to us. Um, and, you know, I'm... I it just it's 
so much sadness about that. It's, yeah. it's just, it's agonizing sadness. I think for, it's not just agonizing sadness for Minneapolitans. It's agonizing sadness for people who care about humanity and stuff. Like every time I just even get a glimpse of the imagery of the murder of George Floyd, it's just, yes. it's, it's horrible. And yeah. the reason I want to plug Minnesota is just, I, I hate, I hate that Minnesota is in the news for that, for that reason. Yeah. Um, and other times, you know, Minnesota has been in the news. It's been a like that. And I think, I think I've sort of tried to shut out that there may be an elitist tint to that. Like, you know, where the, the media centers are in the world, they're like, oh, now we're going to talk about Minnesota now that something terrible has happened there. Like, when the, yeah. remember when the bridge collapsed, the 35W bridge collapsed, and everyone, everyone we worked with in other parts of the world years was ago all this talking August. about. No. 10 years. 13. I think it was 2010. 13 years ago this August. I know what you mean. 2007, 2007 yeah. It was seven, yeah. And, like, on the other hand, when we have a fantastic podcast – that's never mentioned on national news. <laughs> Hardly ever mentioned our podcast on the news. Um, you know, I, I really don't like, I really don't like the coastal elitism stuff. Um, I, I, you know, if you think you're going to cover our state and make it sound like, oh, those poor people that have to live there, you're not going to convince us that we are poor people who have to live here. That's true. <laughs> um, <laughs> We don't wish we were. We don't wish we were living in New York City. <laughs> most of us, because we're white. <laughs> well, and most of us who do wish aren't. that go to New York City. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I'd rather live in like Singapore than New York City. I would rather live in Singapore than New York City for sure. I'd just rather trade like some other major metropolitan place anywhere else in the world than New York or L.A. But they they all true. have advantages and disadvantages. Sure. We have things mm -hmm. we don't like about here, and we have things we would like about other places. Um, but you know, we're not uh, the only place where there where there is tragedy. <laughs> we're not the only place that has tragic tornadoes. <laughs> um, but you know what? I, I I I have a I have a backyard. Do you have that in New York City? I bet you don't. Um, so, and yeah, no doubt. Hot's fired. Um, some of us can afford houses. Some of us can almost afford houses. And <laughs> none of us would even almost afford a house in um, New York City. Are there yeah, houses in New York City? You uh, could afford a burning fire in New York, and that's about it. I mean, New York City has a hell of a lot of cool stuff going for it. But you can't live anywhere without sharing walls with strangers. So there's that. And you know what I do to New York City sometimes? What? When I'm going, uh, you know, over to Europe, I fly over it. I fly <laughs> over New York City. That's mm -hmm. what I do. Yeah. Good for you. Mm -hmm. oh That's my God, taking yeah. the power back, Marshall. That's right. So my, my plug is just if you're not from Minnesota, you know, <laughs> don't think of us as lesser than and just people who just couldn't get their act together enough to not live in minnesota <laughs> right. thank you bob that's an awesome yeah. plug also yeah. i want to yes. yes and on that that like even you know like because of all this shit storm that's gone down here i'm so fucking proud of the people in our state 
mm-hmm. who are doing so much to try to change policy yeah. and change our culture here. And we're like the the epicenter now that is the ripple effect for other have, places to see policy and cultural change. And that's beautiful. I have a, I have a lot of confidence in the change that I think we're going to see in Minneapolis. Don't you? Yes. They better fucking do it right or else we're going to come to their beds and stick them with a poker. I think that's going to be something we're going to be bragging about and in a way that I think maybe other communities would not succeed because we have that positive quality. I'm excited for that. Yeah. yeah. Um, I say that now. I, yeah, I'm crossing my fingers. I'm going to keep yeah. an eye on it. Um, <laughs> but anyway, yes, we should abolish the Minneapolis Police Department and come up with something else that has the things we need and doesn't have crushing human beings to death in the fucking curb. Uh, so let's have yeah. a fun comedy podcast now. All right. Cool, let's go. Um, so it's my turn to be a page master. Uh, and I... How are you going to vote for one of mine if you're page master? Yeah, see? See? It <laughs> doesn't always work out for you, does it, Kai? See, the um, Suze is starting to come out now. He's getting yeah. gacky. <laughs> Which word am I going to... Okay, here's the word I want to try for today. The word okay. that I think maybe you won't know, but maybe you do. I don't know. Okay. Maybe you don't. Here maybe you do. The word, the word is jower. It's spelled G-I-A-O-U-R, and it's pronounced Jower. Jower, I don't know it. G-I-A-O-U-R. A lot of vowels there. A-O-U. Mm-hmm. Jower. Anybody know that word? No. No. You sure? Yeah. No, no. Great. Well, that's going to be it. We're going to use the word Jower. We're going to pause recording, and we're going to do a little thing where we... We sequester ourselves and write definitions. We'll come back to you very shortly, though. Goodbye. We are back. I've got the definitions. We're uh, we're ready to do this round, and it's round two, and the word is jower. Jower is the word. Pretty cool sounding word, huh? And Especially spell that. And spell that for the listeners. Jower. It is spelled, and one of you spelled it wrong, and I just fixed it. So... So mission accomplished. It's spelled G-I-A-O-U-R and it's pronounced Jower. And here are the definitions we have to go with. Okay, number one, Jower, seeing all objects as red or as in red. <laughs> number cool. two, Jower, an innkeeper at a brothel. Number three, Jower, any act utilized in defiance of a tyrannical regime or rulership. Fuck yeah. Number four, Jower. H equals chugging. (laughs) Number five, Jower. Miserable, wretched. Number six, Jower. Benevolent as a patron, advocate, or tobacco spirit. Number seven, Jower. One outside the Islamic faith. Infidel. Number eight, Jower. The supernatural causality responsible for human achievement. Number nine, Jower, a tantric messiah with fertile, bulging nerve nodes and a pleasant penchant for fuzzy snot knockings. Damn. <laughs> Number 10, Jower, an S shaped outwork or bastion. <laughs> Number 11, Jower, hardly hard and barely bare, the porno man did not prepare. <laughs> the porno wow. man. Porno man. <laughs> what number was that? That was number eleven. 
Hardly hard and barely there. The porno man did not prepare. Number, number 12, Jower, we or us. Number 13, Jower, to remove water from a flooded room. Mm. Number 14, Jower, find the cereal where I have put it. <laughs> oh, I will. Number 15, Jower, a trained fruit tree or mischievous trick. What? A trained, a trained fruit tree or mischievous trick. Number 16, Jower, the steam-powered mechanism responsible for ejecting printed newspapers from a Kinsey press. A. Number 17, Jower, a star-shaped puzzle. Oh. Number 18, Jower, gentle Italian foreplay. <laughs> Number 19, Jower, a dense concentration in an ore body, ore shoot. Number 20, Jower, credibility dumplings are on the rise. <laughs> Number 21, Jower, to solicit unscrupulously. Number 22, Jower, a critically and commercially acclaimed word for the. <laughs> And that's it. Wow. Those are your that's 22 it? definitions of Jower. <laughs> I had yes. a hard time. Yeah, yeah, I, I think you guys time. are going to have a hard time on this one, I must say. I must say, I'm pretty pleased with all of us. All of us, not just me. But I'll be especially <laughs> pleased with me if none of you get the right one, and it seems like I have a shot at that. Yeah. We could safely call this the Jower Hour. <laughs> we could. Oh. Especially if we take an hour figuring this out. Hooey! <laughs> Okay, so we'll come back in a second to what happened with this round. We have voted and stuff, but I... First, can we talk about Shakespeare? I was going to... Oh, my God. It's almost like we don't talk about what we're going to talk about. Although we we haven't talked about anything other than, hey, should we talk about Shakespeare? (laughs) I said, said, hey, you guys, should we talk about Shakespeare? Because maybe people want to hear us talk about Shakespeare. If you listen to the podcast... And some of us were like, oh, okay. Sure. Yeah. Um, Do do you guys like Shakespeare? Why don't you start... Yeah. Yeah, I did. I yeah. said you guys like Shakespeare. Okay. <laughs> Do you I like the I, I like the idea of Shakespeare. Like I, I wish that I had the knowledge required to fully take in Shakespeare. Yeah. It takes in the same way. Yeah. It, it takes that. <laughs> it really does. Well, yeah. It depends on what part of Shakespeare you want. Cause so I mean I I'm probably the most Shakespeare knowledgeable person here, even though just because I majored in theater and I go to a lot of theater. Um, but I've never done a Shakespeare play. Eh, so there's that. Um, but at least I feel like I have a good sense of what you're supposed to appreciate about Shakespeare. If you're learning Shakespeare stuff, you know, what are, what yeah. are you supposed to appreciate? Well, you're supposed to appreciate mostly the poetry. You're supposed oh. to think you're supposed to think of him as a poet. Um, you know, he wrote, these plays, most of which had some basis in previous material, um, you know, most, if not all, most, if not all Shakespeare's plays were the basic story was pre-existing and he did, he elaborated on it, made it cooler in this way or that way. He definitely didn't just leave it as is, but you know, those are all based on something else. Um, 
But what you're supposed to appreciate is the, the poetry, the words he ch chose to put in the character's mouth. He developed the characters in, in by putting interesting words in their mouths. Like, you know, whatever, whatever existed about the Merchant of Venice before Shakespeare, pro probably the character of Shylock didn't have the nuance that was given to him by the, the, the poetic monologues that Shakespeare wrote for him to say. You know what I mean? Kind of. So, so, but unfortunately sure. it's hard to, it's very hard. Like when you read, I, I personally don't like reading Shakespeare like at all. Just reading it is oh. super homeworky, but I like seeing <laughs> productions because they do all the work of, okay, we have to try to communicate this to an audience. So even if you don't know what the words are supposed to mean, you can sort of figure it out because you're watching the action take place and you can tell what you're supposed to feel based on the actor's performances. Mm. So, so the, uh, the, 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 like the spirit of Shakespeare, uh, I think I have a feel for what people mean when they say something is Shakespearean. Uh -huh. uh, do you think that the Coen brothers are Shakespearean? Mm, no, <laughs> um, not really. Because I mean, well, that's what's your definition of Shakespearean? Maybe by your definition, I do. Uh, just like the intricacy yeah. and uh, personality of all the lines. Okay, I think like that all is... The, all the lines in the Coen brothers have a lot to them, and they have a lot of personality. Yeah, and intricacy. Um, mm. I think in that, by that definition, you could definitely say they are Shakespearean. So yeah, that is fair, I think. Um, that's, what I, that's what I like about the Coen brothers. Those are my favorite. That's my favorite movie makers right there. Um, yeah. And they are not... Uh, and, you know, Shakespeare definitely took more simple stories and made them more intricate. Like, you know, whatever was known about Hamlet before, probably it was Shakespeare's idea to really get into, man, what must this kid be going through in his head where he, his dad is the king and gets killed and then his uncle just takes over, what? You know, and... Yeah. Did you read the uh, Bill Bryson book on Shakespeare? Um, I have read most of bill bryson he has a he has a not that complicated book on shakespeare is that the one you're talking about well uh doesn't he talk about how there's reason to believe that shakespeare is not just one person oh yeah there's a lot of there there's a lot of writing about that mm -hmm. um and it's all really speculative mostly because there really isn't much known much factual information about shakespeare there's enough that you can pretty easily conclude, oh yeah, Shakespeare is the the playwright who wrote this stuff. You know, you know he was a real guy. You know he, you know, had you know what he was known for doing at the time because he was successful. But you know, there are all these sort of conspiracy things about how it doesn't seem like he could have written those. You know, he didn't have the he wasn't traveling enough to have written about all these places in the world. And he wasn't educated enough for that but we don't actually know that he didn't do those travels and that he wasn't that educated. And maybe he talked to some other people who had done the traveling. Right. Um, or, you know, some of the people that are, Oh, Edward Devere is m much more likely to have written those. Well, he was around, maybe he knew Edward Devere. <laughs> um, I mean, he certainly knew some of the other playwrights like Christopher Marlowe, people who are sometimes thought of as writing some of that stuff. 
But whoever wrote it, it's remarkable. <laughs> it's remarkable yes. poetry. Someone wrote remarkable poetry. It's not, you know, it's not actually that revelatory to think maybe the name of the person is someone else. Um, sure. So let me ask, is there, is this true? Cause I feel like I heard this a couple months ago on NPR or something that um, he did some of his best writing while in lockdown for the bubonic plague plague. Like oh, when all um, the theaters had closed and he was forced to stay at home and wrote a, some of his best work. Is a that lot true? of, yes. So the first the, familiarity to that. Yeah. The first, the, the last decade of the 16th century is when he, I mean, he, he was writing from around 1590 to around 1616, if I remember correctly. And yes, theaters and stuff were closed for several years around 1592, three, four, something like that. And yes, that coincides with probably when a lot of well-known Shakespeare stuff was written. Yep. So it doesn't, shouldn't that make us feel like really shitty that we're not doing anything while we're <laughs> in lockdown? Well, Shakespeare didn't have phones and, Facebook to suck his. He had nothing else to do them. but create. Have, haven't really? you seen my awesome Facebook posts? <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to them. remind people of how bad of an idiot they are to try to keep them from being that way anymore. Right. I, mean, I love Shakespeare. I fucking love it. Uh, there's like a, a yes, you, I do. What, Thank go. you for asking. <laughs> uh, I just wanted to say, like, if you don't feel like you've connected with it at all. The way to get into it the easiest is just by reading it in a group with other people, yeah. not necessarily having to do a theatrical thing. But I took, we had a Shakespeare class in my, uh, in my high school, which was only because we had an amazing English teacher and he was a big fan of Shakespeare. And um, he would have us just, you know, read it, read the play uh, as a class. And so everybody would have different parts that they would do and we would change mm -hmm. them up. And that was a really great way to get better comprehension understanding was to hear like an yeah. actual articulation of the words. Um, people did try to put a little something into it because obviously you are a fucking nerd if you took this class. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so the comedies, the comedies that he wrote are yeah. definitely like the gateway drug. And for me, it was like once it clicked, it was like, oh, there, you know, like my brain just did that. There totally is something about that because when I think about it, I think about a Midsummer Night's Dream, Absolutely. where the, the story is is dumb as hell. Yep. It's like, oh, let's uh, we're fairies. Let's make let's make let's do a spell and make these people love each it's other. A that story wouldn't. for babies. Uh, but then when you <laughs> see it performed, it's just funny as hell. Yeah. Um, yeah, and interpretation is a lot of it. So yep. your question that you started to ask: Do you have a favorite? Yeah. I mean, I've seen very little Shakespeare in like real life theater. Mm -hmm. So I've seen a lot of like the movies that have been done, you know, Kenneth Branagh, things like that. Yeah. And my favorite ever is um, Much Ado About Nothing, especially Michael Keaton playing Dogberry. Oh, yeah. That's my fucking <laughs> shit, man. That is a good movie. <laughs> Kenneth yeah. Branagh and Emma Thompson are awesome in that. Amazing. Um, and Michael Cre Kate Keaton is super funny as Dogberry. It's a shame yeah. there has to be. Keanu Reeves in that movie, but it's still a great movie. <laughs> still really um, good. I my favorite Shakespeare play. I mean, it's probably because I know it the best is Hamlet. Yeah. I know it really well, and it's it's awesome. really good. Yeah, um, the Kenneth Branagh movie of that is just outstanding. It's really good. It's so mm. good. 
it's he's he's a good gateway drug too yes he is yeah interesting about that movie it's a completely unexcised version of like every single line is used Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. as as it's pub as it was published just after shakespeare died every other shakespeare production you see will have cuts no cuts are in that kenneth Branagh movie so it's long but it's also super well done it's really rich yeah. Maybe sometime we should watch it on the school. podcast. Watch yeah. the movie on the podcast, yeah. <laughs> Do you guys want to listen to us watch Hamlet? Yeah. <laughs> also, I have, a, I have a related question. Yeah? What, what is a Hamlet? What is a Hamlet? It's a little town, right? It just means a little town? I think so, yeah. yeah. But it's the guy's name. Little village, yeah. Well, and one of Shakespeare's sons was named Hamnet. Hmm. I don't know if he named Hamlet after that. I, he is has, the Shakespeare lineage still alive? Oh. No, his his lineage did not survive a generation. Or I think there was one that had a kid that died anyway. No, um, I I did make a list of Shakespeare phrases that we all use that I thought I'd run down before we go back into the game. Yeah. Hear Yay. Okay. Wild goose chase originated in Romeo and Juliet. Oh. Mm-hmm. We have seen better days originated in As You Like It. Good riddance originated in Troilus and Cressida. There are lots like this. I just Mm. went through a big list and picked out a few that I thought were cool. It's Greek to me comes from Julius Caesar. Um, Break the ice comes from Taming of the Shrew. Mm. Elbow room comes from King John. Uh, Heart of gold comes from Henry V. And I liked when I saw this because... Be all end all (laughs) originated in in Macbeth. And I've always kind of not liked that expression, be all end all. It's like, why do we say that? It sounds kind of dumb. But now that I know it's from Macbeth, I kind of like it. (laughs) (laughs) It's one one of those, it sounds like, like catch is catch can. Yeah. That's like, why do we say it like that? It's stupid sounding. It is what it is. (laughs) You hate things like that sometimes. Yeah, you, like you, um, I know you. I know you hate uh, someone when someone is in a bad way. Oh yeah, did I tell you that? <laughs> yeah, <sighs> and then you yeah, also like you also hate it when people say Jesus is is the way. And and one time oh, you expressed that. that to me by saying people aren't ways. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I do hate that, and it does sound like something I would complain to you about. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you all for indulging me in talking about Shakespeare. We could do it more sometime if you like. But now let's get back to the game. Are you down with that? What about that, you guys? Okay. Yeah. That's what I thought. All right. Uh, this is uh, my round as page master. So the word I gave you guys was jower. Remember that? Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. So here's how it works. After I read our fake definitions, we paused recording and then we voted. While we weren't recording, you didn't have to listen to us vote. Uh, and then we voted for which one we think is the correct definition, each of us except not me. I knew what the right one was. We get a point, they get a point, for each time someone gets uh, guesses a fake definition that that was the person who wrote it. Do you understand? I could just not read the really. words I wrote. <laughs> you, get, you get a point if you trick someone into guessing your fake definition. And you get two points if you guess the correct definition. And then if no one guesses the correct definition, I, as page master, will get three points. So I really wanted to make it so you wouldn't guess the correct definition. I don't do very well at that generally, but here we go. Uh, You guys ready to hear how it turned out? Yeah. Yeah. All right. 
we're going to go down the list then. We'll see how it turned out. Number one was Jower, seeing all objects as red or as in red. Pretty interesting one, right? Pretty I thought it was Yeah. Really, really good. It's not the real one. Nobody voted for it. Jen wrote it. Good. Oh, cool. Really I thought good. that was awesome, Jen. So I'm seeing Marshall right now. What? <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're red. Oh, and yeah. Red. What did you do to your, is it just the lighting change? Because it's just my mood. Down? Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Well, number two was Jower, an innkeeper at a brothel. Nobody voted for that. I wrote it. Oh. All right. Here, this is interesting. Uh, number three, Jower, any act utilized in defiance of a tyrannical regime or rulership. Uh, it was voted for by Kai, and it was originally voted for by Jen, but Jen took it off and voted for something else, which was potentially wise because it was not the real one. It was Liz. Oh. Damn. So Liz gets a point from Kai's vote. Good job, Good one, Liz. Liz. Something wicked this way comes. <laughs> also from Shakespeare. Macbeth. <laughs> um, okay, so number four is Jower. H equals chugging. <laughs> Love that one. <laughs> that was weird. Sure was. Nobody voted for that. That was Jen. <laughs> I, I, that, Jen. I, I texted someone, you know, and then sometimes your phone just fills in the next text or whatever, and that's what it says. Oh, really? <laughs> that was an autofill de definition? <laughs> I must cool. have said something, and then just that happened. And oh, well, I'm sorry it didn't get any votes. That would have been neat. <laughs> All right, so here we are at number five. Jower, miserable, wretched. Voted oh. for by Liz, but it's fake. I wrote oh. it. Point for Bob. Oh. Nice try, Liz. Number six, Jower, benevolent as a patron, advocate, or tobacco spirit. Got some serious consideration, maybe? But it's not the real one. It was uh, attributed to baby Bob. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's who it's attributed to not Bob, Aww. not me but it's attributed to baby Bob okay, moving on um, we're at number seven Jower, one outside the Islamic faith infidel uh, nobody voted for that and it was the real one uh, I tried to look that into somebody oh yeah, you were trying to look it into Marshall, but Marshall wasn't ta taking looks <laughs> at that time <laughs> I wasn't uh, taking looks. That one barely registered. Sorry. I, I thought about it, and I actually thought it sounded it just it didn't, too much sense. It just didn't sound, yeah, it didn't sound Islamic. And it also doesn't I think, sound. I think we're saying the opposite thing, Kai. I think you thought it didn't sound Islamic, and I thought, whoa, that sounds oh. so much like the real definition that Got it's it. probably oh, somebody okay. making it up. Yeah. I, I think that's what I thought, too. Sound like what I think an Arabic-y, Islamic-y word would be. Jower, one outside the Islamic faith, infidel. I guess I am a Jower. Okay. Hey, nice job on getting those three points, Bob. Thank you. Yeah. I did get those three points. So, moving on. Four. There is more. Yeah, there's more business, though. Uh, number eight. Jower, the supernatural causality responsible for human achievement. Nobody voted for that. That was Kai. Uh, A.K.A. America. Yeah. yeah. All right. I think you all know who wrote number nine. Jower, a tantric messiah with fertile, bulging nerve nodes and a pleasant penchant for fuzzy snot knockings. I do not know who wrote that. Well, nobody voted for it. I wrote it. Oh, that's classic that Bob. 
It's one of those Bob ones. Not, not that, yeah. <laughs> I look forward to being a page master so I can just write something that'll be fun to say like that. Yeah. <laughs> Number 10, it was pretty cool. Jower, an S-shaped outwork or bastion. <laughs> yeah. Beautifully written, I thought. I, I, if I were uh, voting, I might just be like, I guess, could there... There couldn't possibly be a word for an S-shaped outwork or bastion, could there? <laughs> but it wasn't the real one. Kai wrote it. Nobody I voted for it. I almost voted for that one. Really I don't know good. what outworks or bastions are. Bastions like a... Bastion is almost like, like a, a home base. Like or, a, a, or like a, It's like a defensive hmm. building. Mm -hmm. Okay. Outwork. Defensive. I mean, what's, the, what's, a wor what's a way to use outwork? To build something that has bu been built out, yeah, it's like a, <laughs> but S shaped and also yeah, it's, it's S shaped. Yeah, well, yeah like you know, S shape. <laughs> so for like when the advancing troops, you know, come, yeah. they don't come too hard. Anyway, I really enjoyed that kind, uh, but you. no votes. Number eleven, Jower, hardly hard and barely bare. The porno man did not prepare. <laughs> Nobody voted for that. Uh, it was um, attributed to apologies. <laughs> I would have thought that was Bill Shakespeare. Yeah, it sounds like it, doesn't no. it? Mm -hmm. uh, number 12 was very interesting. This was quite a curiosity, and I wish it had gotten a vote. Jower, we or us? Nobody voted for it. That was Marshall. So good. Yeah, I was really tempted. Yeah. I was flattered that anybody was tempted. <laughs> That's uh, all I need. My point well, it's like one of those on the inside. It's like one of those <laughs> fucking. Scottish things, you know, it sounds right. like yeah, our exactly. Yeah, the Scottish ones that come up a lot. Yeah, it's they're like, just oh, like, okay. Then you're like, oh, yeah, get it. And it's so <laughs> weird that Scottish ones make their way in and Welsh yeah. ones never do. Or mm -hmm. anyway, um, number Welsh, Welsh ones never do. That's, I mean, that's a phrase. That's, Welsh that's ones, an yeah, Shakespeare. That's an idiom. Shakespeare right said that. Right? That was from yeah. King Lear. Welsh ones, yeah. Welsh King Lear, yeah, Welsh yeah. ones never do. Okay, uh, number 13 was Jower to remove water from a flooded room. Nobody voted for that, but it was awesome. I know because I wrote it. Uh, <laughs> I, I loved it. Uh, number 15, sorry, number 14, Jower. Find the cereal where I have put it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just found that very charming. Uh, Marshall wrote that. Nobody voted for it. That was uh, that one was for you, Bob. Thanks, appreciate that. <laughs> did I did I do it justice? Yeah, I just I, I just like you like to write ones for you to read. I like to write ones for you to read. You like to write and ones I, for me to read. <laughs> yes, and and I like to think of how you would say things. And I like to do that too. Dramatic, uh, in your face. The cereal sort of where statement. I have put it. There yeah, we go. even put a period at the end of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, number fifteen, Jower, a trained fruit tree or mischievous trick. That one's just weird. <laughs> Nobody voted for it. That was Jen. Okay, here classic, we go. This has some action. Number 16, Jower, the steam-powered mechanism responsible for ejecting printed newspapers from a Kinsey press. That got Jen, but that's not the real one. What was it, Jen? This is another point for Liz. Oh, mm. good. I'm glad it was Liz. Close fucking game. Is Kinsey press something? I think oh. it's actually the name of a <laughs> Kinsey, Kinsey Press is a is a real publishing house, I believe. Oh. Is it? <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. 
I mean, there's the Kinsey scale named after. Right. No, Kinsey, yeah, yeah. Betsy no, I feel stuff. like published by Kinsey Press, copyright 1986 mm. or something. I can mm. sort of see it, mm. but I don't know. I'm not looking it up. I'm just. I was right. just picturing like old a school printing thinking. press that right. was designed by old, somebody named Kinsey. Old yeah. timey, so it has yeah. to be steam powered. <laughs> which it may uh, like, be. Yeah, which, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, number 17, Jower, a star-shaped puzzle. Didn't really get any attention and it wasn't oh, cool. real. I wrote it. It was me. That was uh, my first choice, actually. Really? A yep. star-shaped puzzle? Oh. Yep. I love that Thanks, one. man. Yeah. You're being so nice to me today. I'm just hoping you'll give me free points. <laughs> uh, you, you assume I'm corrupt because of the world we live in. Um, uh, number 18 is Jower, Gentle Italian Foreplay. Nobody voted for that. It's attributed to, attributed to Signori Buonarroti. <laughs> How did he get in here? Where's that guy from? I don't know. Uh, so here's the one Marshall did vote for. Number 19, Jower, a dense concentration in an ore body, ore shoot. Uh, and uh, that was written by Kai. So Marshall, I'm afraid you gave Kai a point. We knew I, it. Jenny I already it. knew about that because Jenny told me that Kai wrote that one. <laughs> because did. she knows stuff. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, you guys, you guys asked me a lot about ore body and ore shoot, which I looked up so that I would be pronouncing them right. But yeah, those just... They're kind of what you would guess. An yeah, ore body just, is a is an amount of ore that maybe yeah. you're mining. An ore shoot looking, is another word for that kind of. Looking back on it, I wish I'd voted for the infidel one. <laughs> that would have been wise. That would have been wise, Marshall. I can't imagine why you feel that way. <laughs> All right. So what's left is number twenty. Just, you need to listen to me more. Yeah. Okay, next time, next I round, just tell me what to do. I vote into you, and then I tell you that Kai vo- wrote this one. Well, it's really right. unavailable. I was obviously intercepting emails. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, number 20 is Jower. Credibility dumplings are on the rise. A complete sentence for once. <laughs> uh, and yet you didn't vote for it. Uh, was written by Marshall. Beautiful. It's number, true. Number 21 was really quite quite uh dainty as well jower to solicit unscrupulously i liked that uh it was written by liz nobody voted for it Mm, and finally number 22 jower a critically and commercially acclaimed word for the (laughs) (laughs) Uh, nobody voted for that that was jen i didn't know if you're gonna say it like that or if you're just gonna say critically (laughs) acclaimed word for the (laughs) when i I first saw it i thought did she send it off maybe because we have a time limit and (laughs) didn't finish it and decided to see what i would do but no that was in the vein of linen and other household item (laughs) (laughs) another household item yeah a critically a commercially acclaimed word for the and i also made sure to say the not the every time yeah anyway uh our scores are now kai is still uh winning but I am right behind him. Kai has five points and I have four. And then Jen and Liz have two. So, you know, we got us a game. We got three more rounds for craziness to happen. And Marshall have? Um, <laughs> I can't find his points right now. <laughs> and that's probably because he stores them on the inside. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening to everybody out there. Uh, we'll be back with another round very soon. Don't you worry. Meow.
Meow. That's it for this week's episode of Of or Pertaining To. We'll be back next Monday when Kai takes over as Page Master for round three. Uh, if you'd like to get in touch with us with questions, comments, sponsorship opportunities, or sworn testimony, email us at of or pertaining to at gmail.com or visit our Facebook page. The voices you heard today were of Bob Amadon, Marshall Boland, Jenny Case, Kai Esmondson, and Liz McAllister. Editing and production stuff is by Bob. All music was composed and performed by Bob, Jenny, and Marshall and mixed by Jenny. Thanks to you all for listening. You can now unmute your television.